It's the moment you've all been waiting for, the post-Thanksgiving wrap-up on This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. And you guessed it, I'm David Cooper. This is the show where no one's listening, no one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. So let's jump right into it. Tony Five, who was my guest all the way from England for his first American Thanksgiving, even though I'm not American, is going to join us to tell us how the Thanksgiving was. But that's not all we're going to do on this show. While he was here, he got a fucking tattoo of a paper plane. I joined him in the tattoo shop, and I brought a little handy recorder. So first, an interview with Tony, a Thanksgiving wrap-up, and after that, a live taping of him getting a tattoo a few days ago in New York. The one, the only, the Tony. Play my fucking theme soon, baby! And now, and now, now live from London, live England, from London, England, England, it's foreign it's correspondent, foreign correspondent Tony, Tony Five. Oh my God, David, this is like the after party. This is like, you know, when you've had sex and you're lying on your back and you're smoking a cigarette in post-coital bliss. This is what it is. I chew Nicorette in post-coital bliss, but yeah, it's the same effect. Wow. I'm looking at your room knowing 24 hours ago I was there naked. Uh, what is there to say about Thanksgiving? Did you have a good time? Side note, you now have a tattoo, which we're going to play an audio clip of at the end of the show, of you getting, because we took a recorder for you getting a a tattoo. Was it a good recording? No, but it's the recording people are going to get. You have this Thanksgiving forever immortalized in your arm. But how was it? What can we say about it? Was the duck as succulent as sold? Tell me everything. I mean... Having experienced the New York subway and urination pretty much everywhere, the duck was a highlight, David. Wow. Was the subway really that bad compared to the UK? Oh, it's a shithole. I've come back to my subway and it's absolutely beautiful. I could eat there, live there. Your subhole is a shit. I mean, I remember you were saying to me, oh, it's not yours isn't that good. It is. Trust me. No, no, no. You bullshit. It is. There's no graffiti hardly anywhere. I mean, none. From my journey to where I was getting on at Heathrow to where I got off, where I parked my car, not one bit of graffiti. I didn't see any sort of special forces rats that you guys have got there. Like, you know, commando rats. I like the graffiti. The graffiti gives the subway character. Uh, Character, uh, poverty. Yeah, whatever. There was nobody walking up and down the train singing and asking for money uh there wasn't anybody urinating in the corner there wasn't any crazy ladies taking a dump anywhere it was yeah it was no no did you get a chance to ride in a car here where a bunch of kids will bring a stereo start dancing everywhere and then collect money yeah 
Oh, gotcha. Everywhere. Everywhere someone's trying to get money off you. Every single place in New York, somebody is trying to fleece you for money or for something or other. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's an expensive city. People gotta gotta pay the bills. Thanksgiving. Are you glad you came? More than you would ever know. Joking aside, it was a fantastic day. I met some of your friends should we call them friends weirdos outcasts of society people i paid to come in off the street people that you know um one of your friends i thought genuinely was an uber driver because he didn't say much and then he left about 45 minutes into it i feel like you're just saying that because he was brown and had an accent yeah i said that as well that's that's definitely it and he didn't give me a ride so he was a crap uber driver to be fair um we had a very husky voiced clown stripper clown yes allegra oh she has a husky voice does she yeah she was husky voice i for those out there who were waiting for the the, the meeting of the minds the frost nixon or the tony shit pussy um <laughs> yeah i met her as well she was phenomenal yeah it, it was it was a meeting of the minds and i in fact i got on with her the best she was amazing she was good fun and then a couple of your friends like david and brendan and an artist and uh, another guy who unfortunately had come over for his grandmother's funeral and ended up sitting at thanksgiving dinner with us who's that uh, david oh yeah 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 <laughs> well, these are your friends you fucking idiot no no I, I i you already said david so i thought and then you mentioned more people and then i thought you were on to the next uh yeah i don't know what's sadder the fact that he was here for his grandmother's funeral or, or that he was forced to attend this yeah and then we had cx who was the other black guy that you knew um he was amazing yep yep i had them all there <laughs> yeah, you had them all there david well you didn't think i had any other black friends but you so you must be somewhat impressed uh, slightly but he was like your one-man fan club anything you said he was in absolute hysterics which would be strange if he wasn't cool but the fact that he is really cool and then he finds me really funny is scary like what has gone wrong with him he was brilliant and he liked me because he kept sort of every time i said anything he was laughing i was thinking to myself what am i doing to this guy is he high but he was really cool and then you told me i might have offended him because i said you're so ghetto yeah <laughs> i feel like you didn't know uh, amongst black people in the u.s calling them ghetto is a bit of a pejorative but more so if white people call them that like i would never call my friend ghetto i would never use that phrase oh really in the uk it's a it's a badge of honor well fair enough but the fact that you use it i think he just thought you were strange you know he wasn't going to accuse you of being racist i liked him just like no one would accuse me of being anti-semitic why not you are though i know it's awful <laughs> So, uh, so that was great. And then he brought his like girlfriend there who was hilarious as well, who got slowly got drunk throughout the night and more belligerent. She was brilliant. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, but tell me about the food. The, how was the spread? Was, how was the, the dinner itself? Is it what you were expecting? Mate. I mean, what I was going to say is you're spoiled on the radio, but seeing as you're not very good on the radio anyway, you're a fantastic cook. You're very, very neurotic in order you are panicked no you say you don't but you do you could see yourself like anybody that was trying to help you no 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 leave it i i can do this and then you you <laughs> drop some milk and you freaked out oh my god and don't touch this no i can't I haven't got this space oh my god it was like i literally cried over spilled milk yeah literally crying over spilled milk and it was cream okay it wasn't literal milk it was cream it was heavy cream but the mash the greens the stuffing the the duck was phenomenal so you'd made i think eight seven or eight no 11 sorry 11 or 12 duck legs confit duck which is basically like the chinese crispy duck but french 
it was amazing. It was cooked to perfection. The the meat fell off the bone. It was be- presented beautifully. David was quite the uh, quite the culinary genius that he was. So if anybody's listening and wants him, he does do bar mitzvahs. What is it? Birthdays, bar mitzvahs, weddings. Bar mitzvahs, weddings, quinceaneras, uh, parties, seances, uh, confirmations. I do it all, yeah. So we, we might set up the, the Tony and David catering facility if this radio bullshit doesn't go anywhere. But... Um, that was fantastic. And and one person that I neglected to mention who made it for me was David's brother, John. Johnny, John, Big Daddy Cooper, as I like to call him. A phenomenal character. Richer, more handsome, gayer, David Cooper. Correct. Basically, you're looking at a better built, as in body, way more handsome, richer by his own admission, greyer um, by somebody else's admission, and properly gayer than David. I know, he doesn't just pretend to be gay like me. He's actually good at it, yeah. He's full on gay. He really does take it, playing hide the sausage. And he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. And as all the pilgrims are aware, at the end of every good Thanksgiving meal, you show each other's penis. So David, I thought he was gonna behave himself. Mid, like, we'd all sat there we're all full up with duck and everybody's kind of mellow yeah the, the dishwasher's running the wine's flowing we're just sitting talking dinner's well over yeah i've helped miranda clean the table the cat's wandering around trying to take whatever scraps it can take and david i don't know why you thought it would be pertinent um the right time I, I, suitable but you then pulled out a photo of your cock well, we were talking about Burning Man and we were talking about nudity and I was sort of saying, well, everybody here seen me naked. And you were surprised by that. We went around the table and everyone at the table had seen me naked, except for you. And so I thought, well, I'll show you a picture of me naked. I won't just, you know, I'm not going to strip at the table. I mean, it wasn't a competition. I mean, I didn't put my hand up and go, my turn, my turn. But you then showed it to me on your picture and you've got quite a small iPhone and it did look big on a small iPhone. <laughs> and I was shocked. And then your brother, who you must have this underground competition thing with him, he had to one-up you and showed me an action shot. Yeah, of him banging a dude, basically. Which was just unbelievable. And it crossed my mind, we need to compare these pictures because I'm feeling competitive right now. But then I realized I probably don't want to see a picture of my brother having sex. And I think my brother realized I probably don't want to see a picture of my brother naked. Uh, As much as he is gay, I I don't think he's into incest. I don't think that's his thing. That's not his thing. I mean, maybe in pornography, it's like, oh, I'm your stepdad, but it's not real. I think in that moment, we're like, oh, shit. And then we drew the boundary and we put the phones away and I never saw his photo and he never saw mine. And did I have gay stepbrother porn? Because that's really niche. (laughs) Jewish gay stepbrother porn. I don't think they have Jewish gay stepbrother porn, but of course, I'm sure it's like, whoops, I'm your stepbrother of a different ethnicity who I've never met before. Let's have sex. Yeah, I'm sure there is porn like that. It was surreal. And then I thought, okay, Miranda will be slightly offended, slightly offended. And then she looks at me straight, dead eye. He's got a really symmetrical penis, hasn't he, Tony? I don't know what to say. (laughs) What are you talking about, Miranda? It's Thanksgiving, Tony. (laughs) And and this was my first uh, virgin breaking of a Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I mean, genuinely, it was amazing. Thank you very much. We had a great time. Good friends, good duck, and good photos of people's genitals. Yeah, nobody argued, which was nice. You were chilled out. You didn't cause any arguments, which was nice. And uh, I wanted to, but I didn't. 
you you wanted to but you didn't um and no we had a great time and then the day after i think somebody set your cat on fire yeah that was wild <laughs> were you there for that no your brother told me oh my god yeah you weren't there you had left already we all went upstairs and miranda lights these long candles like from the beauty and the beast style candles well not quite only a single candle but one of those long candles that you put in a candle holder yeah and the cat's on the table because it's his apartment and he's freaking out flailing his tail around because he's happy or crazy or saw a mouse or something and he puts the tail in the fire and before we all had a chance to process it my brother swoops in saves the day grabs my cat's tail where the flames are starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger really quickly and just snuffs it with his hand and it was wild it put it right out and we all screamed and by screaming the cat ran away i bet i can't help but think if he hadn't put it out and we screamed we'd have a running burning cat running around the apartment lighting the curtains on fire the building's made of wood in many places it would have burnt down <laughs> i know you're a fan of burning man but having a burning cat is literally that's a little bit over the top yeah but yeah i know your brother told me that he snapped it out he slapped the cat out and it was it was crazy but i have seen videos where cats they just go up didn't they yeah yeah and your cat i mean for for, for listeners who don't know it's basically the cat's apartment and David and Miranda just happened to live there and pay for everything. Why does this surprise you? That's every cat and every person who owns a cat. That's the relationship. And the cat is such a smart cat. Like Miranda can high five the cat and the cat can do tricks and stuff. It, and it is a beautiful cat. And I'm not really a cat person. I mean, I would have eaten the cat for Thanksgiving a couple of years back. But yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was great. It was great. And then we went out yesterday. I think we went out like a couple of times. We went to a restaurant. I told the man that he looked like he should ride a horse. And David and Miranda weren't <laughs> quite sure whether that was an appropriate thing to do to, to say to a New York waiter. But he did. Li dear listener, have you ever met somebody that looks like they can just ride a horse? And this man looked like he could just ride a horse. And I thought I should compliment him and tell him. I think a basic poll of our listeners, they would answer, yes, it is offensive. If we ask them the question, should you tell a waiter at a restaurant who's forced to interact with you, not a friend, someone who you're paying to interact with you, hey, you look like you should ride a horse. I, it seems like an insult. Uh, he took it very well and he gave us a cuddle on the way out, which was really nice. It was a forced cuddle, but we still got it. I'm still taking that. That's UK for a hug. Give us a cuddle. Uh, yeah, and then we I took you to a traditional Jewish deli, diner, like not a fancy one, not a hypey one, not a line up around the block because some hip guy said they got great smoked meat. I took you to a real hole-in-the-wall deli. Did you like it? Absolutely. It was great. It was run by Hispanics, the, the, the Jewish of the New York community, <laughs> I guess. And they were great. It was, it was um, yeah, we, it was great. Shortly after that, we talked to some people on the street and you got really excited by that and... I don't know if I was depressed about what you said or, or excited by what you said, but you basically said you don't interact with people on the street and make them laugh in the UK like you did on this trip. And, and my heart kind of broke a little because are British people that uptight or do you just not go to public places where there's people rocking around? Like what? I do, but I guess... I found, so we'd met a group of, it was, I think it was a family, really. It was a group of girls and boys and you started chatting and I started chatting. And I think... It wasn't that. What I realised when I was flying back, it was the dynamic between your 
typical DJ type voice, my ridiculous UK voice. Why do you call me a DJ? I'm a host. I'm an interviewer. <laughs> I'm a personality. A DJ is a literal disc jockey. I do not play discs, except for when you say, play my theme music, and then I play that. Personality is a push, isn't it, really? Well, it's the title for the job. I'm not making a claim on whether I have personality. <laughs> So uh, it's like when you call me 75. I just like calling you a DJ. I just find it funny. Fucking enrages me. You were just going up to people left, right in in New York and being, he's a famous DJ. I'm like, what? That assumes I'm a musician. I host a show. I go to nightclubs and spin the fucking record things and pump my fist into the air while things are going and everyone's rolling on drugs. Like, hey, everybody, see that guy with the glasses? He's a famous New York DJ. And David just shrinks into a hovel. It's like, when he loses a boner. I hate you. And David must have said something towards the end and this woman howled with laughter and I loved it. I walked away. I was so happy that we'd made that little family sort of luck. And I think it was just the dynamic between him taking the piss out of me and me ridiculing you, ridiculing, ridiculing you. That's what we're trying to do with this show and that's what we've always tried to do with this show. But then in the UK, it's just an English person being offensive to other English people. Is it that you can't see people listening while you're performing that doesn't give you that? Yeah, I guess because there's no feedback. When when the show had like callers in, you'd get a really good feedback loop. It was lovely. It was... <laughs> or you'd get a really bad one. We'd say the number over and over and over. And no one would no call. No one would fucking call. Which was even better because at least that is feedback. <laughs> at least we know. No feedback, David, is still feedback. <laughs> And then we, we, we would get these random people who started off suicidal and we, we rescued them from the edge. And then towards the end, we made them suicidal again, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, uh, I still miss those people like Edge and I. I wonder what they're up to. And, um, you know, I, I sometimes do worry. Hopefully everybody who's listening to the show now who asks for a postcard should have got a postcard. If you still haven't, um, harass David. His email is DJ David at uh, DJ only. <laughs> musiciandj.com uh, well the tens of people that you sent postcards to or the ones of people they should have gotten uh, didn't that make you feel like there was a little bit of a feedback loop yes I love that I love that the fact that people took the time to email you and I took the time to send them a postcard and we whilst we were in New York we sat down and had some serious conversations about where we want these things to go, which was really nice. So we'll have a format soon because this is just bullshit, really. And um, I think, yeah, I like the interaction. So if anybody ever wants to be a, a no-name guest, which is better than having a guest with no name, then I think it would be kind of cool to talk to you if you fancy talking to me and having David uh, be the arbitrator of such conversations. That's always good, as long as you have Zoom and a voice. Um, I guess those are the prerequisites that we asked for, an internet connection and a voice, um, which so we're not asking for a lot. Um, I think that would be kind of fun. I guess what you're playing to is we're going to have Danny on the show, our producer, later in the week or next week, mm-hmm. starting a segment that's going to involve listener or stranger interaction. If anyone wants to partake in that, they can email us, but they'll get more details on this when Danny comes on the show. 
Uh, and the best part about this segment is if Danny can't help us book it and no one volunteers to be on the segment with us. We just take her apart. We're just going to have Danny on the show and harass her about how she couldn't book the show. And she doesn't like being on a show, which is even better. No, she doesn't even like us, but she especially doesn't like being on the show. She doesn't like us. Yeah. So I think that's the plan. And um, really to give people a kind of gist, it's going to be like sort of people with like random skills or random hobbies or or random, you know, talents, I guess. And uh, I'm hoping that David can try and guess them because he's got a random kind of mind. Um, and I will be the judge. So, uh, yeah, I'll be the DJ on that occasion. Right, David? Very good. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up with how, uh, what people are going to hear when we end this taping. Okay. When you and I stop talking, we're going to play live in the tattoo parlor with Tony and David. You got a tattoo while you were here. How did that come about? I was just kind of walking down the street waiting for you to turn up and I went into this tattoo parlor and it was like doing, it was like a Groupon type thing. And you know how I love a Groupon, David. I do. <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love a tattoo Groupon. And it was like a cheap tattoo. It would take like half an hour and they were quite nice. They were kind of single line drawings and I got a uh, paper aeroplane on my uh, forearm and we asked, there was a really nice guy called John, I believe. Matt? Alex or Alan? I don't know. It'll be on the tape. Adam. It, well, anyway. Adam, 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 I think. Adam. Yeah. And he was so cool. He said, like, yeah, you can record us as a guy. And I didn't flinch. David kind of twitched a little bit, but I was just, he was just talking to us. And was, there was a dog there. It was a very strange scenario. There was a, like a, a quite a pretty woman opposite me. There was a dog. Um, there was David with a with a microphone. It was it was surreal, and we just chatted all the way through it. And um, and one thing I as we were walking back, David like from all the silliness and the jokes and the sort of throwaway comment, he sort of put his hand. You did. You put your arm around me and you said, "I really appreciate you coming." And I felt I was so touched by that. I sort of had a little. I felt like a little tear well up. You know. Oh. And you said you put your arm around me because I've really, you know, we spent good time together. I'm really, I'm really touched. You came over. I'm really happy you came over. And I really felt that you meant that. I did. The, um, which was lovely. And then, uh, yeah. And then we, I got the uh, the tube back and packed, and yeah, it was a really whistle stop tour. I mean, it was like five days, right? Yeah, and I think I can count on three fingers the amount of times we've hung out where we haven't been taping, we haven't been working. So it was good to really get to know you outside of whatever bullshit this is mm. uh, in person. You know, I feel like it was really the first time we got to do that in any length where it wasn't just us visiting for one day, seeing some sites, having a dinner and it's over. We just had a lot of time to hang out and be friends and I enjoyed it. And I'm really, I am really glad you came. No, it was amazing. And uh, I'll tell you off the, so one of the things that happened over the, um, over the dinner was this abject bullying that I should go to Burning Man. So what I did was I, I started looking kind of tentatively at it, but I had an idea because the guy that picked me up from the airport and the station to bring me home is my cousin who is hilarious and who is as dark as me. Now, although I may not want to go on my own, if I went with him, I'd be way more inclined to want to go. And he's really, he's very strange. He's very funny. He's very strict. So let me give you an, an idea about Jimmy. Do you know when you take a lie detector test, what's that called? Polygraph? Correct. So he told my mum that one day he was being tested and he was given a mammogram. <laughs> Instead of a polygraph? <laughs> 
Correct. Why was he given a polygraph in the first place? Because he thought that they were trying to find out whether he was lying or not. So who's they? Who who's they? The NHS. He works for the NHS, and he'd been pulled because he'd been late for something, and he he realised that he wasn't late. He goes, "Well, they can give me a mammogram if they want." <laughs> <laughs> and. So- so my poor mother just didn't have a clue. And he's a lovely guy. He's slightly dim, but he's a lovely guy. And he did on the way back. I said, look, I've got this opportunity that not many people will have to go to this festival thing. It's not really my thing. He goes, but I'd go. We should go. You know, this is a great opportunity. And I was like, I didn't think of going with somebody else, but I would be one way more comfortable because he was be with me and like we'd be cool together and two he's he's great at helping out i mean he'd do anything like because i know it would be on a like a volunteer basis so he'd do anything we'd do anything and it would be like traveling with him from the uk and if i died he knows like my mother's phone number and stuff like that so it's kind of like that kind of gave me that incentive literally in the last hour as we were driving back i said would you do he goes like yeah so he's the guy every year we go someplace to and he's never really traveled a lot but since he got of age. Like I've been taking him everywhere. Went to Ireland, went to Romania, went every, anywhere you want to go, we go. And I take him and I try and educate him about stuff because he's not, you know, he's, he's quite closeted. He doesn't really go out much. But I think Burning Man would break him. And just the fact that he would be absolutely ruined there would be enough for me to want to go. <laughs> he, might, he might never get him back. <laughs> no, like if, you know like when people go to like Bangkok and they're lost there forever. Bangkok has him now. It would be like Burning Man has him now. And then he called, he, twice in the conversation, he called it Golden Man. So that's how good he is. <laughs> like he goes, yeah, I want to go to Golden Man. So I was like, okay, so yeah. Okay, well, we'll try to get you both set up. I think, uh, you know, you don't have to commit this second, although I think you should, but we'll nail down the date and whether you can do it closer to it and we'll see if, if he can come too and we'll figure it all out. Yeah, we'll try and do something and we'll work out. Both of us haven't got like loads of disposable income like your brother has. We didn't even mention that fucking Daddy Warburgs. But after that, I mean, it would be um, it would be kind of nice to come with someone. And I, I, you know what? It just freaks me out. And then seeing the, the people who are at your party who are all burners, they just made me laugh even more. I mean, it was just an absolute hilarious dinner. And those are the sane ones that I'm willing to be friends with. <laughs> correct, correct. I mean, one of the people you mentioned, I won't mention them now, you said they'd done you a favor, but by not being high for your Thanksgiving. I mean, what a great gift for the pilgrims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to your party, David, and I won't be high. Merry Christmas. All right. Without further ado, I think we should present you being tattooed. Look, not everything we do is good. We experiment. I don't know how good this interview is going to be, but for fuck's sake, we're going to play it. And I think uh, I think people should like it. That weird moment of time of you and I together in the real world and you're being tattooed as I record this. Okay, fine. David, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for Thanksgiving. Thank you to the Pilgrims. Thank you to the Duck. Thank you to all your friends. And yeah, I'm back to Blighty now where the chance of me getting shot or urinated on has gone down significantly lower. All right, we welcome you next year to see photos of my penis again. Thank you, David. Do you mind? He's like a DJ, so he's going to record me getting a tattoo. Yeah, awesome. Oh, if you talk like really New York, you can come on it. I want someone to get... Can you say coffee? Coffee. I'm not from here. You're not saying it's coffee. It's coffee. Oh, he's amazing. 
You look so bored. What did I say about calling me a DJ? <laughs> ah, whatever. It's better than the other stuff I call you, I guess. How are you, David? Good. Yeah, so, yeah, good. It's been uh, Thanksgiving, and I, I'm now sat in a uh, tattoo parlour in, where are we? Williamsburg. Williamsburg, with the lovely tattooist called Adam, who's going to tattoo David's penis on my arm. Yeah. My He's, penis. And unfortunately, Adam doesn't do, he's got like a minimum fee, and uh, he, he, he can't even charge the minimum fee for uh, David's member. Oh, because it's so small. Correct, because it is so small. It's going to be a back piece. Yeah, it's going to be a back piece. So I'm going to get the tattoo of David's penis on my penis. How good is that? And then my penis will be tattooed on the tattoo of your penis on my penis. So that means it's going to be bigger, right? I don't understand. Neither do I. Yeah, okay. Are you, like, how are you with the pain of these things? Apparently, this guy says he doesn't have pain or anything. It's, like, meant to be really easy. Do I have pain? Is it going to hurt? We're about to find out. Yeah, it's going to hurt. What do you mean? No, it doesn't. (laughs) What are you talking about? Is it going to hurt? Is it really going to hurt? Is it going to hurt a lot? It's not going to hurt a lot, is it? I have no idea. Let's see. Is it going to hurt? When is he... Is he doing it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it hurts. It doesn't hurt much. Why the paper plane? I love paper planes. I love paper. And I love planes. Yeah, I actually really like that track, Paper Planes. All I want to do is... It's a Clash sample. It's fantastic. So I can't understand what this guy's saying. He's talking in proper New Yorkese. So when's the last time you got a coffee, Adam? I had a coffee this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, What's your name over there, young lady? Chloe. Oh, that's Chloe. Go and say hello to Chloe. Oh, no, 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 no. Chloe, what are you getting, Chloe? They got to focus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Look, Chloe doesn't have to focus. Chloe's just getting a... I'm getting a martini bath. <gasps> do you like martinis? I do like martinis. The dog's name is martini. Oh, oh. The, the dog's name is martini. Exactly. So just for everybody who might be listening, the dog's name is martini. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. I mean, my girlfriend has our cat tomato on her with a patch of tomatoes under the cat. Okay. So. All right, it's quite painful now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. But not that bad, man. I've, I've I mean, I'm a baby. When I get inked up, I just cry the whole time. Do you really? Yeah, like, I have to I have to warn the artist beforehand that I'm going to be the most annoying client. It doesn't hurt at all. And he's probably, like, nearly done anyway, to be fair. The, the area where my arm, forearm joins my upper arm, Yeah. to me, that was the most painful part. There are some areas that are yeah. so... Call that the ditch. The ditch, yeah. Right the I ditch. could really? not handle the ditch. Are yeah. there some areas that hurt way more than others? Yeah, yeah, and the ditch is one of them. <laughs> oh, Martini wants to come and join in. Martini's a dog, by the way. So let's talk about Thanksgiving. So I uh, came over. David made an amazing duck for Thanksgiving. And there were some really strange people there. Uh, one was a clown. Stripper clown. Stripper clown. One was an artist. And then who else did we have there? Um... Who else was there? So, oh, your brother. Oh, my God. David's brother came and I was, so, David's brother is like an older, funnier, handsomer, fitter. But older. Richer. Very much richer. Version of him. And in actual fact, I wanted to ditch David for his brother. Is it because he's gay or richer? Both. He's kitcher. Yeah, he was. He was a Stop m- making the artist laugh, Tony. You're going to get like a messed up paper plane. He's going to get a crumpled plane instead yeah. of a paper plane. Um, I'm surprised how brave you are right now. I would be whining. Really? Yeah, I'm a little baby. I've been like stabbed, had a gun pointed at me all over the world, man. This is nothing. Yeah, but gun pointed at you only hurts emotionally. Tattoos hurt physically. I mean, he did poke that 
The guy did. It had a bayonet and he stabbed no, you in the gut. He did poke me with the muzzle. In, Where did you have a gun pulled on you? Moscow airport. Moscow air, like in the airport. In the airport. Like in the physical airport. Physically, before before you get through immigration. Like where the where you might get a cab or your luggage or. No, no. When you get off the plane, you go and get your luggage. Oh, it was like a, a immigration official who pointed the gun at you. Yeah, with um, uh, with their um, like yeah, the I don't what do you call them the transport. Oh, like not, uh, customs. TSA. That's the yeah, like the security. Yeah, but they carry like submachine guns, knives. And guns. Why did they pull a gun on you? What am I doing here? Why was the last uh, the last place on my passport was South Korea, and America, and uh, the UK, and somewhere else random? So like, why had I gone to all these places and was coming to Moscow to Is work? Is that the equivalent of going to the US and then having just gone to like North Korea, Libya, Afghanistan? All these. So so wait, going to America when you go into Russia. Is like is like a place where you shouldn't be oh going, God, and yes. they need to question you for it. Why have you gone to America? What were you doing in America? How long were you in America for? That's wild. But in Russia, in Russian, so I didn't understand. All That's I some Cold War shit right there. Yeah, all I could understand was USA. They refused to speak English to you. Yeah, they didn't speak English to me and made me sign these documents that I just hadn't got a clue what I was signing. Luckily, I was in touch with like the the UK consulate in Moscow. And I got to call them, and they said, yeah, it's fine. Oh, sorry, wow. I moved there, chat. Yeah, so, um, yeah, basically. That's so funny to me that you go to Russia, and they treat trips to, like, America and South Korea as if you were... In England. In England. Remember, I came from England. I didn't even mention that. No, yet. no, but, like, it's the same as going into the U.S. and having just been to North Korea. Well, <laughs> Afghanistan is the worst. Like, if yeah. you've gone to any um, really heavily, like, sort of Pakistan... Um, uh, North Korea, obviously, only of these other places. Yeah, you can be really messed up. Like, they can really mess you up there. But So, yeah, anyway, back to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we had a great Thanksgiving meal. We didn't give thanks, but at the end of the meal, David and his brother decided to show their penises on their phone. We did show everyone our penises, which to me is a traditional Thanksgiving. I didn't really know whether that's what the pilgrims wanted. But it's not not what they wanted. It's a tradition here in America. You guys just don't know about it. It was a photo on my phone. It wasn't um, like we, it wasn't a live showing. <laughs> it was really weird. So we'd had all the food, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, his brother goes, "Okay, look at my penis." And then David goes, "Oh, you're the only person here who hasn't seen my penis." And then he just showed it to me for no reason. They don't do that in the UK. No, we don't. And it was. Good. And his girlfriend's going to me. Oh, Tony, it's so symmetrical. <laughs> and it's like I didn't really and he had like a tape measure next to it who yeah. does that of course if I'm going to show people a photo it's got to have a tape measure yeah but if um, anybody tries that any other day goes you know this isn't Thanksgiving put that away are you done <laughs> is that it that's the whole tattoo yeah boom wow look how good he is I didn't even feel him do it do you know what it's like Miranda said it's like when you have sex with her yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was much longer. This is like the elongated version. <laughs> the Elon Musk version, yeah? Let's take a look. Have a look at that. Oh, it looks great. What do you think? It looks awesome. Does it look yeah. good? Yeah, it looks great. Just something, I just literally walking past and the yeah. lady said to come in. Why not? Just something different, right? And yeah. I'll, I'll always remember Adam in New York. That's right. And, and now all I want to do is, it's going to go through your head. Oh, I really like it. It is a good track, the MIA track. I really like it. All right, I think this wraps it up. Okay, so I haven't died. David nearly passed out from me getting a tattoo. And the dog is absolutely chilled. Martini, you don't care, do you?